Hello, my friends. I am so excited to introduce you to this episode and more importantly, this week's guest. Her name is Tony Hench and she is an energy management coach, which I think is a really, really cool title. And I just wanted to have a discussion about energy management and stress and just life and stressors and all of that. And at the time of this recording, it's the holidays coming up. And so we kind of went into this with the intention of knowing that, you know, I wanted to help you manage the stress that often comes with the holidays and help you um, manage your energy. But this episode just blossomed into such a cool energy management episode for any time of your life. So if you are in any place where you're trying to navigate stress, trying to improve your energy, increase your energy, um, and, and really manage that energy to help you show up and live that fulfilled life that you want to live, this episode is for you. I'm so excited to share this with you and so thankful that Tony came on and shared her incredible wisdom. There is so many what I like to call golden nuggets in this episode that I think you will really enjoy. So if you are looking for more energy, looking to manage your energy better, I don't know, is that all of us? <laughs> I feel like that's like almost across the board. This is the episode for you. So without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Okay, I am so excited to have a an amazing, I'm really excited about this conversation that I'm having with our guest, Tony Hench. And I, yours is one of the, my favorite bios. So normally I don't read bios, but I want to read your bio so that everyone understands who you are. And then I'm going to have you share a little bit more about yourself. How does that sound? <laughs> Sounds good. I am excited for today too. Yes. So I, I originally, um, Tony and I, I don't know, we've connected through social media and I just love the way that she speaks about energy. And I think we have a lot of, um, 
just life right now is busy and women and mothers are really busy. And I kind of wanted to do this right now too, because at the time of recording, we've got the holidays coming up. And so I reached out to Tony and was like, please help us manage our energy and our stress levels during all seasons of life, as well as during the holidays. So I'm going to read her bio and then I'm going to let her tell you a little bit more about herself. Tony is what we call an energy management coach. And that's why I'm so excited. I love that phrase, energy management. And um, she talks about like energy management, mind, body, brain, energy rhythms. Like this is kind of exciting to me, right? So I want you to share a little bit more with us about what you do and how you help women with energy management. Okay, so this is like, I'm so passionate about this. And it comes from the fact that I started off uh, motherhood completely exhausted. Like I had one of those traumatic birth stories and was in and out of the hospital several times and to all the different specialists and everything afterwards. And I was just kind of stumbling through the day, realizing that it was so hard to get things done when I was exhausted, you know, and we all talk about time management and you can have hours and hours scheduled out in your day, but without the energy to actually show up and focus and do that, you can't get it done. And even if you are barely getting it done, you're not enjoying it. Um, <clears throat> my daughter was really young and I met this lady who she was just enamored. You know how they're like enamored with your, your baby. And she was so excited and she was playing with her and careful because <laughs> I feel like I'm never cry, but this story always makes me cry. And she was like playing with her. And she was like, there's just so, you know, fun at this age. And she's like, I wish I remembered my kids at this age. And she's like, I look back at pictures and I was so exhausted. I don't even remember it. And I like, it hit me. Like, I, I think I walked out to my car and like started bawling. And I was like, that is like the answer. Like it's energy. Like without energy, that's the currency that allows you to enjoy. Like you could be, you know, at this amazing resort and exhausted and you're not going to enjoy it as much as you are like a very fun invigorating day just in your normal life and I realized that the way we talk about motherhood and the way we like phrase it where it's literally coming from this lens of like you will be exhausted like because of this because of the situation in your life you're going to be exhausted and that's stealing so much of our joy that we kind of put that like exhaustion and stress synonymous with being a mom and that we're really not having the the currency to fully enjoy this amazing time like we look at the holidays as stressful and exhausting but then you think about like we have littles and like snow and like Christmas and like all this magical time and it's kind of this push pull between being able to enjoy that time versus the like fighting the exhaustion and stress and when we learn to manage our energy we can show up and thoroughly enjoy that process too, instead of just creating something for someone else to enjoy. Yeah. And one of the things I think I, we've got a good range of women here, mothers here, um, from mothers, not mothers, as well as mothers to young children and mothers to teenagers, you know, or older children. And one thing that I think I've struggled with, I love that you shared that analogy or that story that sometimes there's a level of like, unfulfillment in, in motherhood. And I think you're, you're kind of bringing that piece together. Does that, does that kind of come together where when you have the energy, you find more fulfillment in 
that area as well? Oh, completely. And I think it's for, I think the exhaustion and the stress is not just for, for moms. I think that that's kind of like where we pinpoint it most, but I hear it from all women in all walks of life. Like they're just, I feel like women are kind of seen as the, you know, default caretakers. And then that means that it comes with this stress and this exhaustion. And we kind of get these old, you know, I say kind of like outdated tools. We've literally in the field of science come eons in the last couple decades with neuroscience and, and literally energy science and quantum physics and understanding how these rhythms and our bodies work with the life that we've kind of created in the modern world. And so when we can really be able to just show up fully present, I think that's kind of like the currency, energy is the currency for enjoyment, but also sewing up energized, clear-headed, it's literally the ability to actually be present in our lives. And that's where fulfillment comes from is actually being able to be present and enjoy your day-to-day -day life. Maybe you're not you know, enjoying all the like little details or annoyances, but you can actually enjoy a day of life. Yeah. It almost seems like, I love that you brought in currency and it almost seems like energy equals enjoyment, right? So if you have the energy yeah. to be able to show up, you're more likely to enjoy whatever situation it is, even if it's not a situation that you would always find exciting or enjoyable, but you, but when right. you have the energy right. to give it, is that what you're right. saying? Oh, completely. Like, yeah. yeah. Energy is enjoyment. You can, you know, think about it too. Like the day that you drove to work and you had like, you know, the, drink that felt really good, whether it was your coffee or a cup of tea and the right music on. And just like you, you were the one who was actually enjoying that. And we generally tend to put that on our environment. Mm. Like if my environment isn't set up the right way, I am not going to, and be able to enjoy this, but it can literally, we can change our environment with the energy we bring to that environment. And there's a lot of science behind emotional contagion, and literally like our ability to affect our environment with, with our mental status and all that, but it, that we can really only do that when we are energized and we're taking care of our physical body, our, our mind, our brain yeah. um, on a day-to-day -day basis. Like it's actually woven into our schedule and not something we have to remember to do or like self-care that happens once a month. Like it's actually part of your schedule to live that way. Yeah. I, and not that we're going to go down this rabbit hole, but I think especially what I talk about a lot around here is, is living in our bodies and being able to appreciate the body that we're in. It, even if it's not like, sometimes we have this vision of what would be happy, right. What would be fulfilled and, and being able to like create happiness within energy within the body. I love, I just feel like that's such a connection yeah. there, you know? Oh, completely. And, um, one of my favorite neuroscientists, Dr. Huberman, he talks about the fact that we think that like the body controls the body. And he's like, actually the, bo or the body controls the mind and the mind controls the body. And it's the symbiotic relationship. And that when we are inside of our body and we are, are accepting where we are and we have that energy to bring, that really is like what you can quantify scientifically as happiness. Yeah. And our capacity for happiness, I feel like would yeah. expand, right? Oh, completely. Completely. Yeah. So this may seem like an elementary question, but like, how do we identify when we're stressed? Obviously we know that there's some obvious cues, but there also may be some not so obvious cues. So if someone is like in a place of, Oh, how do you determine if they 
need energy management, I guess. Right. Well, the first sign that I like, everyone is, is completely different. And there are some little things, but the first thing I like to think is like, how do you wake up in the morning? Mm. Like that's the, the, to me, that's one of the key things I can identify with my coaching clients or even myself is like, do you wake up regularly feeling tired with your mind racing about like, oh, what I have to do today, all those kind of things. Because what stress is really scientifically is your nervous system switching between two different modes. So mm-hmm. we have, you know, people's probably are familiar with the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic is the one that we consider like a stress response, the fight or flight, freeze. Um, parasympathetic is you are in the rest, you kind of feel more easy. They call it the rest and digest. And the problem is, is that when we get into this like stress groove, we're not switching in and out of those as we're supposed to. Mm. And we kind of like vilify that stress response. And it's actually like a protection response. Like you need it. If you know, you're driving through the carpool line and a kid dashes in front of you, you need that extra surge of adrenaline to stomp on the brake really quickly, or, you know, to catch your toddler when they're (laughs) running away at the park, like that is a very helpful response. And it can actually lower stress if you're able to handle that situation quickly, because we get these feelings afterwards, after a stress response switches off, we get these feelings of euphoria and like feeling of safety. Then it can kind of ground us within our bodies. The problem is when we stay stuck in that system. Mm -hmm. One of the first signs of that is that fatigue because that takes extra energy. It's diverting its energy from all the things of digesting and breathing and even your heart is going faster. And so those are kind of some things that you can realize, but just looking at your body day to day, do you breathe really shallow and fast? Do you tend to have like, we can quantify this kind of, we talk about it as anxiety. Um, and sometimes that can be like a long-term chronic problem. Sometimes it can just be a short-term problem when you're in a stressful season and you're not realizing that your heart is going a little bit faster. Or you feel this kind of pressure. The thoughts are racing a little bit more. Um, And so when you start to kind of tune into your body, like how does my body feel in this situation? One big thing for me um, that I really notice is that I start to get very impatient and I start to get very sore joints. Mm. And I'm like, oh, this is a sign because what stress happens is that we get a lot more inflammation in our bodies. Um, And then we have, it takes a lot of energy to run the amygdala or the emotional processing center of your brain. And that gets shut down during stressful situations because it takes so much energy. So when you're feeling a little bit more impatient, but more normally than you would, it's a sign that your brain is switched into the fight or flight and it's diverting resources from the amygdala to the other parts of your brain that are more survival. Yeah. So just kind of look like paying attention to your body throughout the day. I think um, I like to do this kind of, I do an energy audit every week and it's my slower day of the week is a Saturday. And I'm like, okay, so like, I'm just going to pay attention to my body today. Like, how did this week affect my body? Am I, you know, finding that I'm really unfocused or am I finding that I'm a little extra sore or like, I find myself holding my breath a lot, which is kind of a symbol that I'm like not tuned into that as much. 
Yeah, that is so cool. I think that that's like a, a really neat strategy. If anyone is listening, they need to write this down is to like pick a day a week where you're doing an energy audit. And what it, let's say someone's like maybe really high stress. Do you think it would be beneficial to start with like even possibly a daily audit just to like, you know, yes. kind of like identify yes. that if it's mm -hmm. feeling overwhelming? Completely. And I did, I did this back when I first started, when I was so exhausted, mm -hmm. I would, so I would say like, pick a, a time of your day. I say like, it's a quiet time, but a time where you're doing kind of like a mundane task. Okay. Um, and I would either do the shower or my drive home from work, depending on what traffic was. So if, like traffic was a little bit too much then that wasn't a time to be like rolling into that. Then I would, you know, do it in the shower later that night. Um, and kind of just like looking through, like, you know, just move your body a little bit. Like, are you extra sore and tense? Like, where does your body hold stress? Women tend to hold it a lot in our well, people in general, but women tend to hold it a lot in our, in our hips. Um, mm. Because that's like located where around a lot of like our stress hormone endocrine glands are. And then, you, you know, obviously people know you're like your, your neck and other things like that. So your body will generally tend to give you signals a whole lot quicker than we're used to tuning into. And the thing with stress is that like this vicious perpetuating cycle, the more you're stressed, the more your body feels stressed, the more it produces the hormone that's keeping you stressed, the more tired you are, which kicks in the stress response. So kind of just having this ability, like where in the day can you kind of just take a second and just like, oh, I, and sometimes it's easy to let the stress go when we realize what was stressing us out. Yeah. Um, sometimes I think like, especially during the holidays, we just kind of jump from task to task to task and we carry the stress from one task into another task. And when that, you know, so we were at the grocery store and that was busy and chaotic. And so we carried that into you know, school pickup or work. And then that was busy and chaotic. And so we carry that into coming home and then dinner is rushed and then, you know, nap time and all of this. And so just kind of being able to realize like, oh, that's where it is. Um, and one thing that I realized like through these is that like my morning commute was so much more stressful because I was leaving with enough time to get to work, but I was following like all the school buses to work. It's like all the stops and the starts and like having to watch and like, um, I kind of switched where like I would, you know, put my makeup on in the car at work and I like leaving that extra 15 minutes earlier didn't cost me any more time, but it bought me back so much time and so much stress and those kind of things. And so maybe like we can look in the day and realize that where we are kind of setting up our day for more stress. And, but it only really comes when you realize what those, those triggers are, um, in your body. Yeah start there. Um, I love that because I think a lot of times we don't connect mental stress with like physical stress. <laughs> I, I know that my biggest trigger is my brain truthfully, like my brain yeah. makes my body tired way more than my body okay. makes my body tired. <laughs> Yes. Am I right? Yes. Maybe you're like, yeah, yeah it's totally no, that, that is that's completely, <laughs> yeah, that's completely. And that's where I really always start with like, the mental energy side of it, like the physical side supports the mental energy side, but the thoughts that you let in your brain, they drain your energy. And I always tell people like dreading a task is like the best way to make sure that task is exhausting and horrible. Oh man. Like, like when you're like, Oh, I'm talking to my preacher myself right now. Yeah. Like when you, 
when you're sitting there and you're thinking about like, oh, this, this, like you're putting that idea into your brain and our brain doesn't really separate the thoughts that we think from actual reality. So like, you know, I learned this a lot in, I played soccer and I coach soccer and they'll have you think through and like walk through a play or a different skill because your brain is actually learning as you're doing that. So when you start to talk through the dread in your head, you're kind of teaching your brain that this is going to suck, this is what it is. And so it just expects that when you're in that situation. Oh man. I, I just wrote a note. How do you stop the spiral then? Like, I, I kind of almost want to start from the morning you said, you know, wake up and like step into the, how do you feel? And I almost feel like it's really easy to like, just start that spiral from the beginning. So is there a way that we can come in and either stop it before it starts or like catch it when you're doing that? I'm just saying like, I'm getting a personal coaching (laughs) session here, right? (laughs) No, like as we were just talking about before we hopped on this, like sometimes I feel like the advice I give my clients was the same advice I'm going to take myself. Um, but I think it comes back, it's the same process for like a holiday season as it is for your day-to-day thinking is you start with the intention. And so I kind of sit down with a holiday and I'm like, okay, so how do I want this season to feel? Like, not what do I want to do? Not what, you know, activities we're going to do and food we're going to have and all that kind of planning site. But like, how do I want to feel during this, this season? You know, and when you start that intention, you're actually starting at the subconscious level of your brain saying that I've decided I want to feel this way in this situation. Yeah. And so you can start that the night before at night and you can actually visualize like, how do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning? And often we go to bed ruminating over things we didn't get done that day over like how much, you know, we've got to do tomorrow and all the things that happened that day. But when you kind of back up and you've kind of unpacked that on the commute home or in the shower and like, kind of like, let that go. And, you know, sometimes just even talking to yourself, like the way I step out of it is like, and this is a, a very common technique we use in therapy even too, is like, I call myself by my first name. I'm like, Tony, this isn't helpful. Like, this isn't a helpful thought. Like that was true that you felt that way in that situation, but it's not a helpful thought to sit here lying in bed trying to get rest and talking down to yourself about all you didn't get done today or about all the things that you know you don't want to do tomorrow or all those kind of things and deciding that like when I wake up tomorrow I want to feel energized I want to feel this way and going to sleep with that our brains right as we go and the reason this is so powerful is as we go in and out of sleep we're in these different brain waves and so these theta brain waves, and we go kind of go from delta to theta brain waves, and they're simply different um, absorbabilities, I guess, of our brain. So when you look like a, at a, a toddler, their brains spend way more time. I can't remember the exact percentage, but they spend like almost four or five times as much as an adult time in the theta and delta stages, which means that they're just like absorbing information. But when we're an adult, we're kind of like, we've already like got our set programming. This is how we think, this is what we do. You know, we're not learning information at such a high rate, but when we start to go to sleep and when we wake up, our brains are back in that easily suggestible, absorbable time. So when we're putting these thoughts into our brain at that time, we're kind of setting ourselves up to either be stressed or not stressed. And a little thing people don't realize about the stress response is there's actually two definitions of it, depending on how you interpret it. So we call 
it just kind of colloquially as stress. But when you're looking at it anatomically, the like actual like chemical situation in your brain, we can call it distress, mm-hmm. which is like the actual negative toxic stress, or we can call it eustress, which is like euphoric excitement stress. Like a runner's like, high or something? Yeah, like okay. a runner's high or like when you're super excited about something because you probably felt like anxiety and excitement are very, very close. Mm-hmm. Like when you're super excited about something, you know, your heart rate, like you're like feeling that like kind of inside. And most of that difference in the chemical reaction is how you are interpreting it. So your brains absorb the actual chemical reactions in your brain, the biochemistry of your brain based on your interpretation. So your mind is deciding how you're going to interpret that stress. And does it do some, does it, does it have a different like physiological action in your body? If it's a distress versus a eustress, like, yes. Okay. Yep. It does. We don't want distress then. No, (laughs) no, you don't want distress. And we talk about like, we always talk about like bad about cortisol and cortisol is actually, it is the stress hormone, but again, your body can use it well or not. So when we're in distress and that kind of like panicked feeling that like anxious and rushed feeling, um, here's another little one I forgot to, to mention earlier is like time stress. Like that feeling of rushed is a very good indicator that you are in the stress response that you've mm-hmm. switched into the stress response is telling that that um so our bodies will actually release cortisol in varying amounts at different times depending on how it is interpreting that we are feeling so we want a pulse of cortisol in the morning is that like burst of energy you feel when you're like actually awake mm-hmm. um and you can kind of like induce that with a cup of coffee but you'll actually realize that like probably different for every person um probably about like a a half hour to like an hour after you get up you're like oh i like your brain kind of clicks on you're feeling extra focused and extra awake and like ready to go that's a a small piece of cortisol and you need that to kind of get your optimum energy level but when your body starts holding on to cortisol because it's staying in the distress part then it's when it starts to feel very exhausting because that hormone starts to interfere with a lot of other things that should be going on in your body and delaying different things that you need to function optimal. And it's crazy because it really does come a lot of the times from how are you interpreting that? Hmm. So the way that your brain speaks to your body will change, essentially Mm -hmm. change the chemicals that are like happening inside. Correct. Yeah. As you're because you're, you're deciding um, and your, your brain is, is basically going to, and that's why I feel like it's setting that intention beforehand is so important because you're deciding, you're telling your brain, like, this is how I'm intending for this to go. Wow. That's so and cool. I'm going to feel this way when I'm in this situation. It's interesting. You would bring this up um, because we're on a little like family getaway. And I was telling my husband earlier today, I was like, I, I just feel like I don't know how to vacation. Like I either can like go away from my kids on a vacation and like sit and read a book, but I I have a hard time knowing how to vacation with my kids and like experience the feelings of what vacations should feel like to me because it feels normal. It feels like we're at home. I still have to feed them. I still have to do all these things. And so, um, like how, I wonder, you know, we, we kind of brought in the concept of like the holidays coming up and all of that, like how, 
how could you help someone that's like, I don't really know how to feel this way, even though I'm trying, right? Do you change your self-talk and be like, oh, I can just do nothing or it's the same, or do I need to change my routine? Like, it's just feeling like it's another day in a different house for me, but I'm like anxious to like get back to working, you know, like it's just all this stuff that's coming up. What would you say to someone that, that kind of feels that way where they're, they want the intention, like they, they kind of have the idea of like, oh, it should be feeling this way, but having a hard time getting into it. I feel like the first thing I start off with is like, you are worthy of rest and you are, you, not only do you deserve it, but it serves you and it serves your kids. So like, example that you're in is perfect and it also fits it right into the holidays because we always feel like we're trying to create this like feeling for our kids but it kind of comes at the expense of our feeling like you've got to do this and the that and you, you know you, you want cooking and we got to decorate that we got to do all this and it's like it becomes a to-do list yeah. in our heads and so there's I think it's separating like our which is kind of a little bit deeper than but like our expectation of like what it's going to look like from the to-do list Hmm. and so like thinking like what does it actually like what are the very basics that we like have to do at this time right and how can I make that feel like something I can rest with so we kind of because we kind of sit there and we think like you're in you're in like in mom mode and that means like the food and this and the bath times and all this and that kind of stuff so like what is restful (laughs) yeah which does not feel restful and it it kind of gets the same thing I always think about this like um I can't remember like everyone was like well are you going to do a picture with Santa with your kid and I was like no like and I felt like I felt like I felt bad at like at first saying because I was like no, but like that literally sounds like torture to me. And I feel yeah. like we look at that pictures and we have, we laugh at them, but there's the kids screaming in the picture, yeah. like horrifically horrified by that picture. And then, you know, the parent had to sit in line for like 30, 40 minutes. It was like, that whole situation was mutual. Yeah. The parent just kept on on the inside. Like they were screaming on the inside and we kind of create that situation because we have this idea of like, this is what it's going to look like. And so I think like when we, put ourselves in that scenario we kind of realize okay so like like we talked about before like my energy can kind of modify the the environment around me especially with our kids we have the ability to create that energy on them so like getting back to the to the basics of like what actually needs to happen during the season how I want it to feel and I use this system of I start with these I call them the four d's and I start with delete like what can I delete out of that like what do I not actually have to have in there and for me it was like I don't feel like my holiday season needs to have a picture with Santa we have this like one we do have the same tradition of taking a picture at this one place and they have this like sign at the street and it's like a place we go every year and we have you know have the pictures where we can kind of like see her growing up but I did not have to sit in the mall in line and like keep a a toddler on on Santa's lap and so like so what can I delete out of that and still have that same experience, that memory, that situation that I'm trying to do? And then like, what can you delay? Like, sometimes I think like, what if you put something at a different time of day, would it feel better? Like, or delaying that, like, it doesn't have to be done like right, right now. 
Yeah. So we kind of feel like, um, like we put pressure on like, what doesn't have to actually, doesn't have to happen like actually right now. Um, and I think about this in terms of the holidays is like one of my um, friends, she doesn't do, I remember because I was a teacher too. She's like, I'm a teacher. Like it, it's literally the busiest, you know, time of the year in my job as well as like, and I want to be able to enjoy the holidays with my kids. So she doesn't do a Christmas card. They do a new year's one. Mm. And so she's like, we take, we take the time after Christmas when like, we're actually on break. We take like a, a fun photo. We actually enjoy taking the photo and we, we send it out afterwards. And so like, she's like, we still have the same, like being able to connect with family and like all that, you know, and, and friends and sending out the card, but it didn't have to happen on this timeline. Um, and then the next thing is like, what can you delegate? Like, what could you do in a different way to somebody else? Like, you know, and that kind of comes back to moms. I think sometimes we, we struggle with delegating because like it has to look this way, but like, what is, like, what is not, you know, crucial to you? Like, what is I not actually like, I have to do it. I want to do it this way. Um, you know, like maybe the holidays, you don't have to cook every and it can either be you know other people are bringing it or you know you're buying it from the store like what are the few things that you actually are really important to you into the family versus like feeling like we have to do all of it and delegate some of it um, and then the last step is design like could it feel easier to do that in a different way so I'll take this down to mom for me bath time with my toddler was like just like the struggle of the day. Like it felt oh, yeah. like I always had to like ramp myself up um, to like get prepared to wrestle this kid through water. Yes. Um, and so I kind of was like, well, what I actually want this time to feel like, you know, going back to the intention, I was like, I would want it to feel restful for like both of us and like a time to connect. And like, um, and I realized that like, I just, would want it to be like what would I be doing during that time like well if I was taking a bath I would like lights off like maybe some candles on like it would feel like a restful and this yeah. just feels like we're creating a puddle in the bathroom I gotta <laughs> come back and clean up um and so I kind of recreated the same thing for her it's like I took away any toy that made noise because I just did not have the nervous system bandwidth for like yeah. noise making bathroom toys um we keep the lights off and I got some of those like floating candles from Amazon and just having her in that environment she's like much like literally <laughs> like she's like fighting it when she steps out of the bath because her eyes are like so tired she's so relaxed and 95% of the time now I can just sit there like reading a book or we listen to an audio book um and she's just kind of listening to that she's only like, going to be about three but just having that like audio book or like some quiet music playing and so she's kind of like in that same environment. I'm able to calm down. So it, both of us are now kind of doing the same task with a lot less stress. Wow. I love that. Cause I don't, don't even get me started on bath time. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, my husband's like every night bath, like we're not going to bed <laughs> dirty, you know? So we do it yeah. every night or a shower yeah. Yeah. and the amount of time. Well, you like, have a toddler, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> put your pajamas on, put your pajamas on, get yeah. your pajamas on. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you know, what's interesting is my kids, I feel like, especially one of them in particular gets like a burst of energy in the evening. Mm -hmm. He could be like yep. kind of worn out, but then like, as soon as we do bedtime, it's, it's like associated with him, like some sort of, he decides to like 
as soon as he gets out of the bath, he's like jumping on the couch. And I'm like, why, why is that? Well, maybe (laughs) there's a connection there. (laughs) Yeah. And it could, like, like, if we take anything stimulating out of, of the bath and, um, that's one of the things that I like to put in the day is like, we match our like lighting in our home to how it would look outside. So in the bathrooms were one of the hard, the harder places to kind of take those like bright lights out of. Um, and so that's why I think that was like a $10 pack of the waterproof floating candles off Amazon. Um, and then it just kind of has, has taken all that sensory overload out of the environment and so that you're able to feel and you're right like we talked about like creating internal but sometimes your environment has external stressors that you don't you don't need we can shut those off um and I think that goes back to the holidays too like going back into it with intention like what external stressors can I take out of my day like you know maybe I don't need to go to shopping um you know when it's super busy hours like maybe you know, we think of it like, I want to have a, you know, I don't want to go shopping on Sunday, but maybe a Sunday shopping early in the morning when everyone else is asleep with your like nice latte and your list already created is way better than slogging through it on a Saturday afternoon when everybody else is out, traffic's horrible and the place is a mess. So kind of just like designing, like how, if I had this task and I, how would it feel good to actually accomplish this? Yeah. Um, I, I've found that Trader Joe's at 7 a.m. on a Saturday is yeah. the money time, the money time. <laughs> <laughs> Completely, I, I literally tell that people, they're like, you, I can't believe you go to Trader Joe's. And I was like, I literally only go at these specific times. And yes. then you're like, then it feels like fun. Like it's a cute little store. Like you feel like, you know, like yeah. it almost feels as good as like farmer's market shopping. It's like restful mm-hmm. and like, I can actually get the things I want. Um, and just realizing that like, when you stop, I feel like when you tune into your body and you start to realize that you can become much more aware of how your environment is affecting you. Like I can now walk out of a store late at night and be like, Ooh, those lights were bright. Like I realize, like that's, Oh, that's why I have a little bit of a headache right now is the light was too bright, too long. Um, or I'll kind of get to the end of the day and be like, Ooh, I like, I feel like I'm a little bit dehydrated. Like that's probably why I'm, I'm having this and, you know, I need to grab a, a bottle of water before bed because you've kind of trained your brain to like check with what you can do mm-hmm. to support your, your body instead of just kind of trying to get through everything and like muscle your way through the day instead of taking that extra little bit of time. Like, mm-hmm. I think the key factors for me and in the first place where I started in energy management was realizing that your body has these energy rhythms. And the first one is the ultradian rhythm, which is throughout your day, you start to have these like two and a half hour and they get shorter as the day goes on to like 90 minute kind of like brain cycles. And you'll start to feel throughout the day, everybody kind of talks about them as like, oh, the mid-morning crash or the mid-afternoon crash. And that's kind of where your brain has like gotten to the end of that like energy. And you're just like trying to push through. And that's something that will actually push us into the stress response because your your brain's like, I'm on empty. And you're like, no, we got to keep going. So in order to keep going, it releases cortisol and adrenaline, which switches you into that stress response. Mm. 
and kind of strategically looking at your day of like, where can I just kind of put these tiny little breaks in? And I feel like that's very important in the holidays too. It's like, after you've decided that intention, it's like, where are we going to put the breaks in? Like, what could be a fun holiday activity that doesn't take any um, effort like on your part as a mom? And I think we think we equate effort with enjoyment and that's not always the case. Like, you know, we're, we're thinking about all these activities, but one of the things that I love, and I have a small child now too, it's very simple though, is like a holiday bath. Like we just put some themed toys in there and like color the bath and the lights, the different color or something like that. And she'll like enjoy it for like an hour. And then she, you know, like that is creating that excitement and that enjoyment of the holidays and that like magical feeling for a kid. But it wasn't like this big activity that we have to do that we have to like clean up and then like, it's fun for 15 minutes and then we're stressed cleaning it up for the last part of it. And then at the end of it, nobody really remembers how much fun we had for 15 minutes. Um, yeah. And so kind of taking yourself off the hook, like if this is how I, if I want my holiday season to feel peaceful, if I want my vacation to feel restful, like what can I put in my day or in my schedule? How can I design these tasks to feel peaceful, to feel restful? Like if you are, you know, younger kids, like I have a, a friend that does this. I think it's brilliant. She's like, we make the cookies. And then I always buy the, we actually bake this part because there's probably eggshells and they didn't measure and all that kind of stuff. And she's like, essentially we were just making like Play-Doh and then they got to have the like mixing part of it. I didn't have to worry about it. We got the dough out and then baked it. And so we had cookies that tasted good and we had fun like making a mess, making the cookies. And I'm not worried about all the actual like stuff that was going through. And then when they're older and they're able to get through it um, and we kind of just take ourselves off the hook from having to have that like, it looks like this. Well, like, you know, life isn't a Pinterest board. It's not a Hallmark card. Like, what does it actually feel like while you're doing that activity? Yeah. So if that activity doesn't feel like how you want it to feel like, then how can we either tweak it or, you know, delete it? Like, what if it doesn't, you know, fit the way that you're living? I think um, one thing that I'm doing this year is I've had to, from a lot of health issues, like take gluten and dairy out and all those kind of things. And I was like, I feel like making all the sweets, like with the, you know, the paleo recipes and everything just doesn't feel like it would fit into um, how I'm currently wanting to live. So instead of, you know, giving baked goods to, to family and friends and like having that as activity, we're actually just going to make everyone like arrangements. Um, so, you know, pine cones and like pine trees and like, um, you know, grab some flowers at the farmer's market. And so even the shopping part of it is going to feel a lot more restful than going through the grocery store and trying to find kumut flour or something like that yeah. um, <laughs> during yeah. this week. And so that that has the same feel to it. Like we wanted to be making something together. We want to be giving somebody something for them to enjoy throughout the holiday season, but it doesn't have to to be that like we can get the feeling and the enjoyment out of it without having it be that specific way because we want it to feel this way and you deserve to feel it that way too and I think sometimes if we can realize that like our ability to be present really is 
the energy of that season. Like what energy can you bring? Like showing up to the holiday party, like exhausted and frustrated because you made this like gourmet Mm. platter or, you know, popping off at Costco and then showing up like fun, happy, ready to be in the, in the mood. Like that's a present in and of itself and kind of not judging yourself for one way or the other like this like being really honest when you tune into your body like I do or I don't have the bandwidth for this right now yeah like and that's really where I kind of like you take it down like what's essential for this day what's essential for this holiday season and then once you have that list of essentials you can add to it as you have the bandwidth or you can stick right at that as you don't and just being able to show up I feel like fulfillment too is like being able to show up as you're like authentic self and knowing that it's enough like you're there to enjoy it too and sometimes we put like our ability to enjoy something as like what we bring to the table and it's like you know you if you're there and you're present and you're enjoying the party like there's a difference between like I worked so hard to be able to come here and enjoy the party versus like I am just worthy to show up and enjoy this party with what I have the bandwidth to bring today, like right now. That's so cool. And I think a lot of times, at least my brain, I love what you're bringing up because a lot of times my brain thinks if I need to take that break, it has to be like quiet in my room, eyes like dark, leave me alone. Don't talk to me. And what you're kind of saying is that yes, there's time and space for those and they're needed, but also you can still relax in the situation. And I think that that is something that like, I'm going to need way more coaching on, but like, yeah, I can, you know, I can have that mid morning slump and, and not necessarily go in my room and lay down, but I can, I can do something, but the way that I change is by my energy. And it still helps me like meet those brain needs that right. 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 And so these are, this is perfect. Like I'll give you the I call them the foundational four. It's like, these are like literally the quickest, like zero time, pretty much ways to, to shift your energy. And they all start in your body, but the effects they have on your brain and your emotions is amazing. And the first one is breath. Like literally you're in the middle of, like I'm always talking about like you're in the middle of Costco, it's holiday cray. You can literally just stop, take a few deep breaths and like kind of work your way through that store without as much stress load and it here's the thing I think too like we we don't realize that we're carrying stress over like we talked about before like all this and we have to put these things in our day that kind of clear the slate and one of the deepest most you know primal biological indicators is breath like you can't live without it and so taking a few deep breaths and here's a quick thing to remember is like your body knows whether you're inhaling or exhaling. So a longer exhale is relaxing. A longer inhale is energizing. Ooh, okay. So a long inhale, short, quick exhale. That's when you're like, okay, I need to like boost my energy right now. Mm. Um, you know, maybe you're like, that's a rainy day for us right here today. So I've been taking a lot of those. So it just kind of feels like a little bit more dreary, cozy outside. Um, and then the, on the other side, like the relaxing. And I kind of tie that to some sort of task that I'm always doing throughout my day. So like deep, slow, relaxing rests are 
anytime I drink water or I'm washing my hands. So it's like water. Anytime that I'm like around water, I'm taking those relaxing breaths. And that's kind of like, sometimes we don't even realize that like kids playing that other song again, or like there's this like weird, you know, bright blinking light and that stress is coming into our body. And we're kind of staying at that like low level, like hum of stress, but those breaths kind of let it give us that second to tune into your body and be like, okay, wait, wait just a minute. Like I can chill out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next one is hydration and it radically changes like the chemistry of your body. Um, and there's another cool thing too, is that when we are swallowing, like when you're taking like a, a long, like kind of call it like a satisfying drink of water, you know, when you take just like a big gulp of water, it actually, that swallowing stimulates our vagal nerve. And that allows us that vagus nerve, sorry, that vagus response or vagal response is going to calm down your entire nervous system. Um, Mm. It's the longest nerve in your body. And so just taking like a few minutes to like calmly drink a few sips of water, it's actually something that they teach people um, for anxiety or things like that, because it's switching you out. Like you wouldn't be, your body wouldn't be in a stress response. It wouldn't like sit down, you know, if you were actually in a uh, dangerous situation, you wouldn't sit down and take a few (laughs) drinks of water. Like that's not what you would be thinking about. So it's like a signal to your body, like, oh, okay. And just kind of tuning in to that. Like when you have that moment, like, and also just placing it where it's easy for you. Like it's hard to um, remember to drink water. And we're, I always think of this too, like, especially during the holidays, because we're eating like salt, sugar, like all the things that are going to like actually put, make our body more susceptible to stress. And a great way to buffer that is hydration, which just gives your body, um, which you know, <laughs> it's probably yeah. one of the first things you start with with your clients. Um, and then the next one is sunshine. Um, like actually natural light. Mm -hmm. It really is like, not only we're getting vitamin D and I think it kind of during the holidays too, like the days are getting shorter, we're indoors and that kind of stuff more, Um, but just being intentional about like getting outside just for like a short walk. Um, This can have a a great effect on on kids too. Um, Or maybe even like thinking about like, how could, again, like, how could I design this task to be a little bit easier um, to be outside? Like, is this something I could do outside or like um, in the best times of day to put them in there or like for as early as you can in the morning. And then kind of like that late evening light, which is going to be a little bit earlier for us now because of daylight savings time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just kind of a signal to our brains to kind of start shutting down um, and helps us to sleep better, which is a great another way to, to stress as well. Um, obviously it's quality sleep. And then the last one is movement. So like, I feel like it's, it's holiday season, like, you know, pop on those Christmas music or just stretch for a little bit when you need to, like, just knowing that like you are literally at any time, just a few minutes away from being able to shift your energy. And you can use any one of those. Um, most emotional stress responses only last about 90 seconds. But we feel the like aftermath of that if we allow it to stay on, if we keep perpetuating as what we're thinking or the environment that we're in, we kind of keep that like drip on and it's just draining energy in the back of it. But when we use one of these simple tools, like 
you know, five minute walk outside. I think we've all realized like, oh, that can like bring this <laughs> the stress level way yeah. down really quickly. Um, so, and I use it to kind of buffer too. Like if you think about it, like, yes. And I know I'm a little bit more <laughs> fortunate because I'm in California, but like fighting for a parking spot at the front of the store or like walking the extra, like that's way less stress in my opinion, even with a kid um, then. And it, you know, and you're also kind of being like, oh, okay. Like I can just take a few minutes here. Um, I love that. And I think, I think it kind of like all comes together. Cause one of the questions that I like wanted to, I was thinking in my head was like, what does it look like to be normal or manageable? And I think right. you just really answered it there is like, you have the opportunity at any point to change the direction, to change the energy of your day. And I think I'm just saying this out loud and you'll have to tell me if I'm right or wrong, but like my brain thinks, okay, when I'm in tune with that and I'm aware of that and I'm starting to make those shifts, that to me feels like I'm in energy management when I'm paying attention and I'm doing my best to respond. Would you agree Yes, I would definitely agree. Like when you are able to shift that. And I really think like a measurement of that is like, how quickly can you recover from a stressful incident? Like that is like my indicator to myself. Like, you know, my toddler just sat down here in the middle of the store and threw a referring tantrum. Like how long do I still feel that response to that? And that's kind of an indicator of like, oh, the health of your nervous system really because stress affects our health all in general but the first place it affects is your nervous system and a healthy responsive nervous system is going to be able to quickly snap in and out of that um, yeah and so kind of like leaving that stress on is like draining it in the background that's a signal that we need to start putting a lot more of these in there and like it really doesn't take that much time. I think that that's why I think these tools are so powerful is they can be just become a part of your day, a part of the way you live. Yeah. And as you're taking deeper breaths and you're oxygenating your brain more deeply and you're slowing down your, your nervous system and you're just kind of giving it that little nudge back into like, Hey, we're cool. Like this is, this is a, a place that we can kind of rest and take ourselves out of that high response. Then you're able to just stay in that parasympathetic side or that rest side of your nervous system a whole lot more in the energy boost that you get from not having the stress response running in the background is incredible. Yeah. I bet. Um, like I said, <laughs> yeah. Like, I think you said like, you know, we can drain ourselves with our brains so much quicker than we can with our bodies. Like give me a couple hours to like work out and then I'll be as exhausted as I can be from like a half hour of Oh, mental yeah. you're speaking overthinking. my language <laughs> that's my life right there yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well this is amazing and I like I just feel like there were I always say this but like it's really my thing I just feel like there's so many like golden nuggets in here where it's like just some things that anyone can listen to and be like oh okay I'm gonna take away this I'm gonna try this and I'm gonna implement this so you are amazing you have so much knowledge and I love more than anything I think maybe I don't know I hope everyone feels this way this this call felt calming to me. And I think it just shows that when you manage that energy, you can create that presence. And I think it also helps others. And I love that. It's like, it's not just for us. It's, you know, for our kids and for the people that we interact with. And that is so, so huge. So thank you so much for joining me today and having this conversation. It really has been 
enlightening and so helpful. Will you tell everyone how, like where you're at and what you share so that they can learn more and all of that, because they need more of you in their life? (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I feel like I've I've enjoyed this conversation so much. Um, Yes. You can find me on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram as Tony with an I, T-O-N-I, Hench, H-E-N-C-H. That's my handle on all the social medias. Um, And what my passion is really is, is I feel like liberating people from exhaustion. Like stress is like one of the main um, ways we get stuck in that exhaustion mode. And just, I feel like it, it's such a burden on so many women, um, especially during the holiday season. Um, and I feel like just quick action steps that you could actually do as you're going throughout your busy life to kind of reset that energy and just claim back that energy that you can kind of feel like yourself again and show up to enjoy, um, life just really like we talked about before, like energy is the currency to enjoy life. And I feel like wherever you are, what stage of life you are, you deserve to thoroughly enjoy your life. Even if it isn't what you would really want to be right now, or it's a difficult season of life, there are still moments to enjoy and you deserve the energy for that. Um, And if you want to connect a little bit closer with me, you can text text the word energy to 833 three, four, eight, two, zero, one, six. Again, that's energy to eight, three, 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 four, eight, 2016. Um, and I like to send out some little tips there and I'll actually be doing coming up as after this episode, the first of November, 2021, 30 days of rest where I'll be sharing more tips. Like we did just quick things that you can put in your day for your day to feel more restful, for you to feel um, more energized and just have a little bit extra enjoyment in your day. I love that. I will definitely be be on board with that. I think a lot of people will feel that. So I'll put that in the show notes so that everyone can see it and, and be able to do that. I think it's so fun to just get those little reminders through your phone. Um, cause sometimes we get really distracted and, and we're not thinking about it. And so this is a really great opportunity. And I think more than anything, this episode has been like helping create some awareness and some action. And that's a really great opportunity to help you, you know, like Tony's going to help you stay a little more aware than you might normally, as well as create action. And so the the hard part is, is done for you. So thank you so much for joining me. I feel like I'm going to have a little bit more restful trip or a little more restful night. And, um, I, I hope that we can maybe have a, another, another episode together because I feel like there's so much more I could talk about. So thank you so much for joining me. Oh, it was my pleasure. I really appreciate it. Okay. My friend, if you love the woman of wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review. This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.